they just, you know, they really want it because they've every knowledge, everything that can actually uh, give them some extra in life, mm -hmm. they want it. They really, you know, seek it with everything because they know that, okay, I might not be able to, 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 use, it, uh, to use it right now, but they can see, okay, maybe I can actually become a Taekwondo instructor someday. Maybe I can use this as a, as a, a stepping stone to something new uh, yeah. because they, they always seek possibilities, right? Uh, these children, yeah. they always want to, to know something new and learn something new. Yeah. Hello and welcome to SDG Stories. SDG Stories is a podcast where stakeholders in the Nordics and in the Philippines share their best practices on challenges to working with CSR, sustainability, and the sustainable development goals. Knowledge sharing is a powerful tool in the transition towards sustainability and towards a better world for everyone. SDG Stories is an in-depth talk with people who make a positive impact on how to go from idea to result so you can get inspired. Today I'm talking to CSR consultant for Pacific Tax Solutions, Rikke Fabrin. We talk about how Pacific Tax Solutions are incorporating the sustainable development goals into their business model and how they overcome the challenge of starting their CSR strategy right in the middle of the pandemic. We also talk about how they are donating money to poor communities such as the orphanage Concordia Children's Services and Project Bantu, of which Rikke herself plays a very big role. First of all, thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Um, so can you please start out with telling me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, uh, well, I'm from Denmark. Uh, I moved here to the Philippines almost four years ago. Uh, when I lived in Denmark, I was first of all a teacher for special needs children with ADHD and Tourette syndromes and, and yeah, in, in that area. Uh, really social uh, problems as well. Um, then I became a vice principal at a school for special needs children. Uh, so, so I've been working a lot uh, and it was actually a really new school. So we had to make all, discuss all the values, discuss all the, uh, the, the meaning of the school. Why are we here? What's, yeah, what's the purpose? And then we had to make sure it was implemented and yeah, it, um, then I've been training uh, Taekwondo all my life. Uh, I've been, yeah, since I was nine, so it's almost all my life. Uh, and I've been an instructor since I was uh, 14 years old in Taekwondo. Uh, so when we moved here to the Philippines, I knew I couldn't just get a job. I was at I right away became a, a Danish teacher at the international school in Manila, uh, but but it's just a few hours a week, and so it was not yeah that much. So I knew I had to do something when I came here. I'm not a person who can just you know sit down and do nothing. Uh, so I started at an orphanage as a uh, volunteer, um, Concordia Children's Services. Uh, so I've been actually volunteering there yeah since. Yeah, since almost it's day one here in the Philippines. Um, um, first of all, I've been taking care of the toddlers and then I've been later on training uh, some of the, the, the children there as well in Taekwondo. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's pretty much my background uh, of, of this position as a CSR <laughs> consultant. Yeah. That sounds super interesting. Can you also please tell me a little bit about the company that you work for, um, Pacific Tech Solutions? Yeah, Pac yeah Pacific Tech Solution is an um, engineering company. Uh, and uh, and uh, it's actually started in 2006 by two Danish uh, men who lived here in the Philippines. Uh, they were friends like from childhood uh, and from different reasons, they both ended up here in the Philippines. Um, and then, yeah, 
then they they tried to to start this engineering company and it was a as I heard, it was a bit of a hassle <laughs> uh, in the beginning, but uh, they managed to to get through. And um, in 2014, the Danish company Mo uh, bought a lot of the the the, the, the stakes in in the company. Um, so so they they came in and really uh, at, at yeah financially and uh, uh, task uh, related really good for, for the company. And now here in 2019, uh, Mo was actually, it actually became a part of Artelia, that's a French company. So now PTS is a part of Artelia, um, yeah, of the Artelia group. Okay, okay, now I understand. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's, yeah, it's a bit of a mess, but uh, yeah, we all connected. And it's really interesting because now the, the network work uh, is really broadened out in the world because Atelier has yeah, uh, companies in Vietnam and yeah, all over the world. Um, so so it's, it's super interesting actually, yeah. Uh, what kind of engineering projects do Pacific Tech Solutions have? Well, we have like uh, four different lines. We have power and energy where we actually do a lot of uh, hydro projects. Uh, it, that's really, really good here in the Philippines because uh, we want to, to use the rivers, uh, use the dams uh, for energy. Um, so yeah, it's mini hydros, but they're huge. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah, it's a it's a it's, it's a actually a big area. Um, then we have actually uh, water and sanitation uh, as well, where it's it, it's a new thing where we we try to to get into how can we use and uh, uh, the, the water and in different ways and uh, and make sure the sanitation because we know here in the Philippines sanitation is a big problem. Uh, so we want to really try to 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 help in that area. Um, we have uh, we actually have an outsourcing part where we um, where we we, we work for, uh, have uh, outsourcing uh, tasks for um, for Mo uh, most of all uh, in both uh, uh, infrastructure and electrical and yeah different different areas uh, yeah yeah okay that sounds that sounds really cool with the hydro. Uh hydropower and uh, yeah and then we have a building and industry as well yeah so that's a lot of uh, yeah we have a lot of different uh, areas that uh, we work with in, in yeah now we're going to talk a little bit more about corporate social responsibility so how does specific tech solutions work with corporate social responsibility well it's actually new that it's uh, an area for itself. Uh, it actually started here in the pandemic. Uh, so it's, it's, it's really new. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they haven't, we haven't worked with it before. Uh, when I say they before, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm new in this position. Uh, I started in, in May. So yeah. Um, so before there was a course a lot of activities uh, and uh, areas that worked on sustainability, but it was not, you know, gathered and it was not mentioned as a CSR activity. Uh, so when I first started, I was like, okay, we have to figure out what's actually been doing all along, right? Uh, so, so what are we doing already, uh, which is actually CSR activities? So I made a map of all the things that's actually been going on right now uh, and see, okay, so what, can, what, what, what do we want to do more and what uh, do we want to do less and what's most important and, uh, and try to, to uh, implement it that way through the things that were already going on. Um, and first of all, I tried to see, because during the pandemic, it was most of all uh, the civic and humanitarian commitments that we could see. It's where we could see people were really suffering here in the Philippines. Uh, 
and um, and it was uh, the human capital area where we know that when people are sitting out in their own homes, working from home uh, with no connection to to their colleagues, right? yeah, of course online, but but still, and it's a really yeah stressful situation. People are scared. Uh, what if we get sick? And yeah, so so many areas there. So, so actually I started with these two areas, uh, looking up, okay, what, what do we have already uh, and how can we strengthen, uh, first of all, the health of our, of our, of our employees. Um, yeah. so, so we started um, giving, I'm, a, I'm a, a nutrition coach as well uh, and a personal trainer. Uh, so, so, um, so I started giving, you know, nutritional advice and, uh, okay, it's a good thing if you eat this and this and this, and remember to do this and this, this. I sent home some, uh, exercises for, for, uh, for training at home. And then, yeah, it's, it was really nice. Uh, but then I figured out because we could see that people really needed to get together as well. Uh, so, so here last week, uh, we started, uh, online fitness. So we meet every Wednesday on zoom and, uh, and I train, uh, the young employees. And, uh, so we can connect and people can, you know, stay healthy and uh, have a good laugh and yeah, get a good sweat. <laughs> uh, it does, it does. It really matters a lot because yeah, we can really see it really, yeah release some of the stress and and it's it's really good in so so many ways um another thing we started was actually uh trying to use the enneagram uh do you know that i don't know that no no it's a personality typing so it's not a personality test but it's personality typing so um uh, I've been using it in my work in, in Denmark as well, so that's why I know about it. And, uh, and then uh, I started uh, making personality typing on first manage uh, management and then broaden it out uh, through the company. I'm not finished yet. Um, but then, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because I, I do that, that I, you know, make a personality typing test and then I make a description and then I have a feedback with everyone and when everyone in the team is finished then we'll have like a, a, a coaching or feedback session with the, with the whole team so everyone will know in the team okay this type is 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 motivated by this and is working like this and if he's reacting a bit weird it's just because he's a type five or <laughs> whatever uh, uh, yeah and uh, it's been really good uh, and people have been have been really needing it because yeah it's not not really usual here in the philippines to to have this kind of uh, uh area to work on and people have been really yeah excited about it it's it's been yeah it's been really nice yeah. Yeah. and you get really conscious about some of the areas that you you might want to improve, right? Or some of the areas that, okay, I, I really don't like this about myself, but I, I react like this. Um, but when you, when you get the consciousness about it, then you can actually, you know, sometimes get the split second before you actually react to, okay, I'll just stop and then I'll try something else. Uh, and of course it takes time, but yeah, but it's, it, it's really good. It's, it's been really, really good. Um, absolutely um that was yeah the a lot of the human capital where i i try to 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 implement this and then on the um, on the on the civic and humanitarian commitment area um we have in in artelia we have this artelia foundation um mm -hmm. which is actually normally it's a foundation where uh, they use the employees in Artelia to go out in the world on, they call it missions. Uh, it's, a, it's a great word and a bit, uh, 
but they call it missions. So they go out in the, uh, in, in, uh, to different NGOs in the world where they help, you know, uh, if there's a sanitation problem, then they find some sanitation engineers uh, from all over the world, go there on a mission together, work this out with the staff there in the NGO, um, help them uh, figure out what to do, uh, what's the price, something like that. And then, yeah, it, and they'll be there for like a week or yeah, normally it's for a week. And then they go back again um, and they do it in uh, project management and HR as well. So it's not just uh, the engineering part, but where they use all the skills actually in Artelia to, to go out on a voluntarily basis, so 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 the employee will use their holiday or home time or something like that uh, yeah. to to do it. Um, so that's what the foundation normally do. But because of the pandemic, they couldn't do it. Uh, <laughs> we couldn't send anyone out in the world. Um, so they actually have these because normally they'll pay for accommodation and transportation and uh, and. So they have this money uh, that they, okay, how can we use it in the best way? Mm -hmm. So they reached out here uh, to, to some of the, the counterparts in different uh, countries and to us here in the Philippines as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and because I knew a lot about Concordia Children's Services and I know about all the, the good work they do, um, I suggested that they would sponsor uh, or donate to, to Concordia uh, and to another project that I, I have been working a bit with, uh, Project Bantu. Um, because in Concordia, for example, um, they have, Concordia is like an orphanage and there's 24 small children from the age of five and below uh, who lives there, who's abandoned children. Uh, but in the area in Santa Mesa, it's a, a poor area here in, in Manila. Um, there's a lot of the kids there uh, in in the community who's who's really who really poor, uh, where the family cannot. Is it a slum? Or no, it's this is not a slum area. It's just a a poor area. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, there's so many different levels here in the Philippines of. of, of of poorness yeah um but but uh, again you know some of them live near the uh, just along the tra uh, train trails uh and really you know houses made of carbon and yeah yeah, yeah. so it's really it's really yeah um so a lot of these children, actually, I think it's 130 children from the area. They support with school supplies, uh, yeah, uniform school supplies, uh, stuff like that. And then they can normally come to the orphanage uh, three times a week for uh, tutorial. And then I teach Taekwondo and then there's Bible studies as well. Uh, I don't do that. <laughs> uh, and um, and since they could not come, they started this, uh, and because they were suffering so much, uh, Concordia Children's Services started this feeding program where the, the families could come to Concordia and get food for, for a week. Uh, so they got some rice and meat and fruits and yeah, uh, whatever they need, uh, a lot of cans as well. Um, and it's, it's actually pretty costly because it's 130 families, right? Uh, <laughs> a lot of food. It is. Uh, so it was a big help that uh, Artelia Foundation actually supported them. Um, so they could actually, I think they could feed the families, 130 families for one and a half month. Uh, I think uh, it was, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, and the other project that's project bantu um yeah. i've been involved in that but uh yeah more on you know managing and helping uh to to make a structure on it it's a really small ngo where they use uh capoeira do you know capoeira yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. the brazilian martial art yeah 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 uh i i do train capoeira as well uh so so that's where <laughs> Uh, I, I met this uh, Jaime, who's, uh, who's, uh, who's the funder of, uh, of this Project Bantu. So he actually used capoeira in the slum areas um, 
to to yeah to nurture the kids to to get them to do something else and he actually uses uh some of the children that he's been training for for years now i guess he's been doing it for seven years now mm -hmm. uh so some of the 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 children who started seven years ago they're they're, they're big boys now right um yeah. and he, they're like his uh they're helping him now uh so he, he it's it, he made this young leader program where they uh, take some parts of the classes and help you know in the area and uh it's a really good project because he he really give them so many strengths uh yeah. and yeah. um yeah and after each class as well oh sorry yeah i guess like skills for leading and that feeling of confidence Exactly. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and he, after each, each, each class, he would normally uh, feed them as well. Uh, he got some bread and milk and something like that donated in kind. Um, and he had to stop that as well. Uh, so uh, he was he was trying to get this feeding program on the feed as well for for the families in the slum. It was not so many uh, families. It was. I can't remember if it was 25 or 30 right now, uh, but in that area. Um, and uh, so, so, so money from the foundation, it was really good. And it lasted so long out there. Um, yeah. People, people were actually, and still us in some areas, starving down here. It's, mm -hmm. it's really bad, right? Because um, yeah, so many, yeah. I read that uh, like um, they some of them are like afraid of dying from starvation rather than dying from uh, from Corona, which is it's also exactly. like, yeah. terrible to think about. Exactly, yeah. Uh, and if you have you been to some of the slum areas down here? I've been to Sando. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And and as you when you walk through Chando, you can see that there's social distancing it's not an option it's it's not right they 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 live just like one meter apart they have like uh six to ten square meters to a family of five six seven people uh and they they really sleep in layers and uh, and the neighbor is just just next door and there's no walls it's just you know yeah it's yeah, it's it's horrible and there's no, it's not possible to, to keep a proper hygiene. Yeah. Uh, what did you learn personally from working in an orphanage like Concordia Children's Services and for Project Bantu? Well, yeah, when I first started teaching, uh, instructing at Concordia, uh, you know, when, when you train Taekwondo, it's like you, you have lines and you have orders and commands and and these children were like just in a bunch and I, I was like oh my god how can i ever make this work and i tried to okay you stand here 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 and um yeah it was really a mess in the beginning they didn't know what i expected from them it was really hard to speak because a lot of them they don't really limited english yeah. and my tagalog is really limited as well um yeah but but somehow we learn to communicate and and you know taekwondo is uh, we use korean language uh for commands so <laughs> so they <laughs> it was so fun so i was speaking tagalog and korean and english and sometimes i had to translate everything in my head you know from english to korean to <laughs> to <laughs> yeah it was crazy um and but I really, you know, when I see these kids and see how they grow, uh, how they become more self-disciplined, how the uh, uh, perseverance, oh my God, it was so fantastic to see uh, how they could just, you know, keep on. We train outside when we, when we do Taekwondo. We have no, there's no roof, there's nothing. We just train on cement outside. Um, and the sun is shining, you know, and um, and and it's super hot. So sometimes I need to, you know, move them around, and and they never ever ever 
you know, wine or anything, it's fantastic to, to really see that. So it, it's, it's really, it's 32, 35 degrees outside. They're in the burning sun. I try to move them in the shade and they just keep on going, right? Um, yeah. Sometimes in the rainy season, uh, it's been really raining a lot. And mm. I have I normally have classes in the morning and I have classes in the afternoon. Um, and you know, sometimes it's dry in the morning and then we come to lunch and then we have big showers and yeah. And at some point I was, okay, I have to cancel this afternoon because it gets super slippery when, when it's, it's the cement is wet and I, I have to take care, right? They don't get injured. Um, and then I came out and they were like sweeping all the way away from the cement and uh and yeah i was like okay i cannot cancel here uh it's impossible and i was like okay i cannot i cannot actually train here in the cement and then we have this really small area it's like 16 square meters or something like that maybe 20 but it's really small uh and there's a roof it's it's yeah so it's just a step up so it's it's not it's not that wet normally. Mm -hmm. And then I squeeze everyone in. They're like 30 children or squeeze them in at this 16 square meters. And then, okay, we'll make really small movements here. <laughs> but, but it's fantastic that they just, you know, they really want it because they've every knowledge, everything that can actually uh, give them some extra in life. They want it. They really, you know, seek it with everything because they know that, okay, I might not be able to, to, to use it, uh, to use it right now, but they can see, okay, maybe I can actually become a Taekwondo instructor someday. Maybe I can use this as a, as a, a stepping stone to something new uh, yeah. because they, they always seek possibilities, right? Uh, these children, yeah. they always want to, to know something new and learn something new. Yeah. And, and they keep on laughing and smiling, even though their feet are burning and <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. And, and another thing, it's been really cool. I actually, I, um, I have a lot of, you know, contacts in Denmark in the Taekwondo environment. So when I first started, I was like, okay, um, asking out in my old uh, Taekwondo uh, clubs and then I actually got donated uh, old Dobox, uh, the uniforms. Uh, so I have, I have like, uh, I don't know, 80 uniforms or maybe a hundred uniforms. Uh, wow. Yeah. And, um, and I have them promoted uh, where I have uh, a, a master coming in from Pampanga to, to mo promote them. So they got new belts and yeah, it's really, it's really nice. So it's yeah. really like official and, uh, and it is, it is. Yeah. It's not that just, for, be, like, yeah. So much friends with them to also, you know, get promoted. So they exactly. Yeah. And it gives me, you ask what it gives me, but it gives me so much to see them grow, to see them learn, to see them actually giving it on. That's what, what I was starting saying. It was all a big mess, but now, you know, I've been training them for, for three years now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Two or three years. Uh, and now, you know, the elder, the, the one with the higher bells, they can really show the other ones. Okay. Uh, this is how we do. And so it's so much easier to get new ones in. And yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, it's really great. Yeah, and uh, Taekwondo is uh, martial arts. So it's a life skill to know how to defend yourself, especially in the Philippines. And, you know, especially here, um, there's a lot of abuse for children, uh, a lot of abuse for, for, for girls. Um, yeah. We see it's too much down here um so yeah so it's a good thing to learn how to defend yourself yeah absolutely life skills and uh yeah yeah and it's good fun i always i always drive home with a smile on my face <laughs> yeah, I uh, so many endorphins um so how many how many days a week do you do that well, uh, normally I would, uh, I would be on Concordia twice a week. Um, and then I would have like once a week with Project Bantu, uh, not always like once a week, but it was more like on meetings, uh, with, uh, 
uh, Jaime and uh, sometimes going to, um, to San Andres, but it was not that much, but uh, physically going out there. But normally I'll do uh, Concordia twice a week. So at, actually that's why I'm a part-time CSR because when, when we're back to normal or the new normal, um, of course I, I cannot give up this. Um, so so I, I, I figured that I can work three days with uh, CSR and then I still have time to, to Concordia and I still have time to Project Bantu as well um, because it's super important. Um, to, yeah. to keep on right, yeah. So um, how does it make you feel to work with these projects? It, it's, it's really nice to know that you can actually make a difference, right? Uh, you can actually see that some people uh, benefit from this. Uh, it's not just, you know, yeah, something that's not so important, but you can actually see that they they can use it in their life. They can, uh, and it's it's yeah, it's super important for them. I, uh, it, yeah, but it's it's really really nice to see that. Um, and and actually, every because here in the Philippines, there's so many uh, volunteering projects, and 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 people are suffering so much down here so it's actually sometimes it's super little you have to do and it have a great impact right uh yeah. so yeah so so it's i actually because some of yeah some acquaintances and friends and oh i don't have time but sometimes you they see okay if they just use one hour uh some some weekend to go somewhere and and help and yeah, or just, you know, donate money or something like, it yeah. really, it really helps a lot, right? Um, yeah, because, yeah, the social network from the government here is not really that good. Um, so, so, so it's really relying on people trying to help in different ways. Actually, here in the pandemic, they tried to, you know, to, to, to give some some money to to the poorest people um and some some of it actually came to to them but we also saw that a lot of the money went into the pockets of the people <laughs> who yeah. were going to to give it to them um the same with phil health that's uh, yeah where uh where well people can get um health uh if they have health issues they can it's like an insurance uh and a, yeah, a lot of the money from that actually was taken from some of the officials, and yeah, and that's that's the hard part here in the Philippines, the corruption, and we see it all the time. And that's that's the good thing about the NGOs. Uh, you have to to find the ones you can really trust, and then yeah, it's a good way of giving to the society. Yeah, yeah, it is, and. And even just small things, they they go a long way. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I remember when I was volunteering, it was only for a month, but um, but I still got to know all these kids, even though I don't speak Tagalog either, not very well at least. <laughs> they were so so happy and like they were just always smiling when they came to see you and. Uh, like when we would do all the feeding programs, they were also super happy just for the small contribution. Yeah. Um, so it's really, yeah. <laughs> it is. It does, it does make you, uh, it does make you smile to like see those uh, kids be happy also. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so uh, what, uh, where did the inspiration uh, start uh, like to work with the sustainability? Where did it come from? Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I, I'm 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 a child of the '80s, <laughs> uh, where we started buying rainforest, and uh, <laughs> you know, uh, we could buy yeah steaks uh, from the rainforest, and uh, green peas were huge, and you know. Uh, so I guess it's it's always been yeah a part of of me and uh, a part of uh, the way I, I've been living and you know taking it out here in the Philippines uh, of course 
the the companies who's working with sustainability they have to have like um uh they have to to have a, like a, 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 a come to a level of um of their own sustainability uh because if if the company is not striving then it, they cannot actually use all the energy on sustainability <laughs> they have to yeah then it's the economical state sustainability they have to focus on but not so much about uh, environment and human and and social uh, sustainability so yeah um and i think it's a good thing that i'm not into the economical sustainability that i'll just you know have my focus on on <laughs> on the human and uh, environmental and social. Um, actually, right now, uh, because I've been more focusing on the human and the social sustainability, um, but the, the Artelia Foundation actually uh, started working with the carbon offset. So yeah, it's really, really interesting. So they were reaching out here, actually just last week, uh, to see um, if there's something we can actually uh, do here in the Philippines, if there's some projects here uh, we can support so we can get a better carbon offset as yeah, the Atelier group. So right now I'm really trying to, to explore the situation here, what's good ways of, um, of setting in other, some areas that we can actually support and, and um, yeah, so it's really, really interesting. Yeah, that's interesting like to uh yeah because i guess your speciality is is, is like specifically with the kids but mm. also to the environmental uh, impact that's also yeah so there's a lot to learn i i would imagine exactly exactly and yeah and that, that's that's really nice so so that's a new area that i'm really uh, trying to focus on right now so yeah so it's going to be really interesting and it's and it's really nice to be a small company being a, a part of a big company like that because yeah. then you can actually have a, a, an influence on a, on a much larger scale, right? Uh, so it's not just, you know, just us here, 84 people in PTS, what can we do? But, but actually it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's much larger and we can actually uh, do a lot more. And, and when we work from here from the Philippines and from France and from, uh, I don't know where, of, of other people that they try to involve right now. I know it's just, just here and there right now, but mm -hmm. of course it will broaden out. Then we can actually take some of the things that, uh, the, the good things that we can, you know, just do in the office for the carbon offset. Um, uh, how you, there's so many things that we can use just here to, to limit. Uh, and uh, and then we can spread it out to 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 different areas as well, uh, mm -hmm. and we have to spread it out to people's home right now as well. So yeah, um, and that's actually some of the hard parts right now because yeah, when people are not here, it's so more it's yeah it's so much more much more difficult actually to to you know really get in touch with people and really yeah. you know change things uh, because. It's yeah. We have to to try to 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 find new ways, uh, and um, yeah, it's not easy, but we will do it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no one said it would be easy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you mentioned that you're a smaller company. Uh, did you feel like it was more difficult to like implement CSR, or I mean, you already said that it you were already working with sustainability, but was it more difficult to kind of communicate it out as well? Or? Uh, I think um, I think normally it will be actually easier if you're a small company. Uh, mm -hmm. The thing that, that that's actually making it a, a bit harder is because we're not actually together. Uh, we're, we're, we're separate. Uh, so I was like, I was like having a, webinar, what we call it, about governance and ethics. Uh, um, and uh, because when we, when we become a part of Atelia, then the, you know, the code of ethics from Atelia, we have to broaden out here. And, mm -hmm. and I had to, okay, how, how do I actually get 
everyone involved here because we we have to uh so <laughs> yeah exactly yeah so yeah. so okay I'll, then i had to okay i have to divide it so the people who are in the office then i'll i'll do it with them and then afterwards then we'll have a big zoom meeting for everyone else uh to to try to do it like that uh so so yeah so there's so many ways that we have to do things differently um and and of course it's it's harder to actually take note of it's really implemented when you don't have the day-to-day -day contact with people um so so we have to check in and we have to to follow up in in a different matter to to make sure that we actually yeah it get all the way uh mm -hmm. it's normally when 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 we're connected when you can go in the office and talk to people and you know you hear things uh, and you oh remember as a part of our yeah sustainability or you see people throw things we have you know um uh, uh, sorting of our garbage uh so so you see people throw things in in the wrong one oh, oh remember we yeah uh, we can do that when we're together but yeah when we're not yeah, yeah. it's just yeah it's it's hard um yeah. it's harder yeah i, I can imagine so I, I, I guess the, the size of the company, it's, yeah, it's not a problem. It's, it's, other, it's rather actually a benefit, I think, yeah. Mm -hmm. that's, that's really cool. Um, so did the idea to start working with uh, CSR, uh, did it come from you or did it come from like a higher up in the, in the firm? Or? It, it came from, uh, from, from the management group, yeah, it, does, mm -hmm. it did. Um, and then, yeah. Then they they knew I I could manage, uh, so so I was hired uh, to to do it. So yeah, but it, it's and 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 it's really good for me to have management in my back because then you you know we see often with CSR activities if if management's not really involved, then you can you don't you don't get anywhere actually. Um, yeah. no no it's really then it's really really uphill uh but mm -hmm. but when you have management in the back and you, then they can actually yeah help you a lot to 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 get it implemented and uh mm -hmm. and and find new ways because when when you're new in a company of course you cannot know all the strings uh which one is best to to uh take first uh of course i have I had some ideas but in the beginning, I I didn't know all the ways and all the paths in in the company. So, yeah. So it was a good help to 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 um, to get some advice and to get some some um, some knowledge that way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, so how did you go? Like because you you kind of just you're the first one to uh, to actually map. Uh, the and you said that you were actually mapping because there were like a lot of different projects. So what else did you do like to get to uh, to like a result or like like an end? How how was the timeline? Uh, well, yeah, it it was. I, I actually had to figure out who can actually help me here uh, mm -hmm. because you know in you cannot. I'm 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 new in the company. I'm a foreign woman, uh, uh, and they don't know me, you know. And uh, what is she up to? So I had to, to you know, find someone who could who could help me. So I actually hooked up with HR, um, and and that has been really good. Uh, they've been really uh, nice to to talk to them. Uh, how can we uh, implement this? How can we actually? Um, get everything broadened out uh, uh, and it's yeah it's been a really good help uh, finding finding friends like that you know and, yeah. uh, okay okay well, because I, I think if you're just one person trying to, to, to spread it out it's too hard um, but but now and especially when I you know I started doing the Enneagram where I started actually getting a personal connection with people uh, it, through that then it's actually easier to 
to get the next thing. Uh, so, so this was like, okay, we start with the human capital and then we can, uh, in, in this area, and then we can go on to the next, and then we can go on to the next. I, yeah. And I really, you know, tried to see if we can take the, the, the lowest hanging fruit first. Uh, there's no reason to, to actually try to, to go for something that's too far away here in the beginning. I thought it was really important to, for people to see what CSR really uh, is, because actually a lot of uh, people in the beginning thought that CSR was just about, you know, uh, volunteering and uh, doing something for, for the society and the community. Um, that was actually the picture in the beginning. So, oh, that's great because we, we, we really want to give to the poor. Yeah, but it's not just that. We have to spread it out. We have to, to make it sustainable in so many other ways. And now, okay, uh, and, and, and uh, yeah. Uh, so it took, it took a while to, you know, uh, teach everyone and uh, tell everyone and, and show, especially show everyone that it's, it's, um, it's, it's, it's four different areas here. It's not just, uh, it's not just one. Um, and I thought that the more people could actually feel it for themselves, Mm -hmm. the more we can uh, we can get these things implemented and then we can you know we can together go higher and higher and higher and higher uh, mm -hmm. but I cannot do it I cannot start up here by myself I need people to 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 help me right uh, or help the, the company uh, to, to get up there um, yeah so that was actually my my way of working it in it and I'm still down here. I'm still down here. I'm still working my way up uh, to, yeah. to get everyone uh, on the team there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. that, that's really cool. And I guess it, may, it does make sense what you were, were saying that you made friends with a HR because through that you can like get connections with other people and then you can like as soon as you're kind of friends with them you can unlock the like the knowledge that that you also need for your yeah. position. Exactly. Uh, so did you have like any fears before you started as a CSR consultant that you were like afraid that, oh, this is going to be a really big challenge or, or were you okay? Uh, I would, the, 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 the most thing was, yeah, being, uh, not being actually Filipino. <laughs> um, because, um, yeah, I was like, okay, will it just be something, you know, because it's so important that it's actually uh, coming from inside and spreading out. Uh, mm -hmm. And, and I, ha I was so afraid that people, the, the employees would feel that it's just something coming from outside and trying to get in. Uh, yeah. so, so that was actually my, my biggest fear, but, but yeah, it was, it was eliminated really fast so that was nice <laughs> uh, and I knew of course it was yeah it, it was it would be hard to to um, to get it implemented but that was not a fear and or worry I just knew it was something I had to do <laughs> to work really hard on um, be, because of the pandemic most of all uh, yeah I see yeah that it comes down to execution of the strategy it can't just be someone from the outside coming in and saying you have to do all these things because people are not going to be convinced. Um, so what kind of resources did you use to start working with uh, CSR? Did you use the uh, development goals from the United Nations? Actually, that was part of my mapping when I started. I looked at the SDGs uh, and I, I had to see, okay, what are the activities that we're doing right now? Uh, how are they matchable with the SDGs? Um, and and uh, I actually, I, I really tried to see if we could, if we actually had some goals or commitments that were actually covering all areas uh, of the SDGs. And, and they sort of did. Um, of course, in, in some of them they had to stretch a bit or <laughs> to, to reach it. But uh, but I, I think we actually we tried to see if we can actually cover uh, cover them all. And of course, there'll be some of them that we have more focus on um, than than others. Uh, but but I think it's really 
important. And it, that was actually something that the company worked on before the CSR. So they actually hooked up this uh, SDGs uh, even before I came in. But then when, when I started the mapping, I could see there were so many more sites of uh, the SDGs that were, was actually covered than, than they thought in the beginning. So, yeah. And then I, yeah, I just, you know, tried to see, okay, uh, when we have the different uh, areas of sustainability, where we have the hum human sustainability, we have the uh, environmental sustainability, we have the economical and we have the social. So yeah. where do we put them? How, how do we work with them? And as I said before, the economic, I, I push that away. I don't use the time on that one. <laughs> um, but the other areas, what can I do? What can HR do? What can our engineers do? Uh, yeah, so it's yeah it's really interesting to to work from the theories in that matter and see how how are we how are we implementing how are we doing things already and how can we make them grow from there yeah and i can see that you have grouped the sdgs that you're working with into four categories um governance and ethics human capital environmental performance civic and humanitarian commitment um so uh, now let's move on to uh, Nordic values. Um, so you, you said that Pacific Tech Solutions were founded by Danes and it still has Danish management. Um, do you feel that it's because it's a Danish firm that uh, you're able to implement CSR? Yeah, I guess so. Uh, because I think we have, uh, in the Nordic countries, we have, uh, it is really important for, for, for companies to to actually take part of uh, of um, of making the world a better place, they can CSR are growing and has been growing for the last 10, 15 years, right? Uh, because you the companies can see it's it's they actually have an impact and it's actually good for the company and it's good for the environment and it's good for the for 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 the the staff and the uh, yeah. All, all aspects of of, uh, of the company, and I really think it's uh, I I think it's it's really important for a lot of Nordic uh, companies to to have that part of their um, of their company policies. Absolutely. Um, here in the Philippines, you know, a, a lot of um, there's there's a lot of um, staff who who moves on quite fast. So they might be in a position for like one year or two years and then they move on to a, a new job. Uh, it's really normal down here. Uh, and and when, when, um, when the CEO, uh, CEO came like four years ago, five years, four and a half years ago, um, he, that was one of the fir first things that he actually said, we cannot just, you know, Get new ones in so fast. We we yeah. use all the this these resources to uh, to, uh, to 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 uh, teach them and to and as soon as they actually sustainable for the company, yeah. then they're gone. Uh, so the the human sustainability there it was actually uh, really important to to keep people. Um, in the company to make sure that all the um, the, the 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 company values and the, the uh, work conditions are, are really good, but they keep having uh, possibilities to grow, uh, to get new knowledge, to get new tasks that seem, yeah can be motivating. So they they will actually stay. Um, and it's it's been it's been a success uh, actually. So yeah, and and that's really good for the company, right? Um, yeah, it is. And it is. and um, and of course uh, on the environmental uh, area as well. A lot of um, a lot of Filipinos they you know garbage control and yeah it, it's it, they they 
they don't have it in their mindset of, okay, we just use a lot of plastic and we just, you know, throw it in the river, then it's gone and, uh, because it's out of sight. And, um, and it's not part of, you know, their uh, schooling. Uh, they, in, in schools, they don't learn stuff about uh, sustainability and, um, and stuff like that. But in, in Denmark, we learn it from, you know, kindergarten. Uh, uh, no, 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 you cannot throw your plastic there. You have to put it in the garbage can. And yeah, um, so it's, it's really in our genes to, to, to act in certain ways. Um, and, and, and management tried to implement it even both, yeah, long before I was here as a CSR as well. Uh, some of the things that, okay, single-use plastic let's try to avoid it as much as possible and yeah stuff like that okay yeah because like even the small things still have an impact it does them. yeah yeah hmm, that that's super interesting to hear about uh how do you see that pacific tech solutions will help uh the philippines in the like in the in the future well, I, I think because we will have more um, focus on the sustainability in, in these uh, different areas, we will contribute to, to help the Philippines grow. And especially now that we have been become a part of a, a bigger group, it's actually easier for us to, to, to broaden it out. Um, and yeah. Just for, for we, we became a part of Atelier in December, yeah, and, and, in, and already it's, yeah, we can feel that we're, we're getting more contacts, uh, we can go out and help uh, different NGOs here in the Philippines. I just had a request the other day for, oh, maybe you can help in this direction and, uh, I don't know yet if we can actually help them, but uh, but of course then we'll we'll figure it out. See if there's any. Do we have any skills here where we can actually help? And uh, and it's a really good way of of helping. So when we have these skill based volunteering, uh, because of course we will we will give the time from the people to to go there and help and figure out uh but it it's not money we have to to take out and and give there but but we can actually use all the the manpower we actually have in the company to 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 help in different areas and and it's a good way and it's a really important way of of giving i think and um, also because you have all of that specific knowledge from, for example, your engineers, and it could be a potentially life-changing experience to go out and be able to apply that knowledge to communities and to people who really need it. Um, what would your advice be to other organizations who want to work with sustainability in the Philippines? Uh, my advice would be if they have the thoughts about going into this area, just start. You know, just because it's, as I said, it, they're so so adaptable and and willing uh, as a as a people. So so and and uh, all companies can do just a bit, uh, and it doesn't have to be costly. Uh, it can just be in 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 uh, the areas that you work on right now. So figure out what small changes can we make as a company? Uh, what are we doing already? Um, how can we, how can we uh, do it just a notch better uh, in these different areas? And, and then it will grow. I'm sure it will, yeah. So just, just start, just go along. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> work out really well for you. <laughs> so far, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you have a specific goal that you want to achieve as a CSR consultant for Pacific Tech Solutions? Well, no, I don't have a, like one specific goal, uh, but but I I really like the idea of you know starting from 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 the inside and spreading it out and 
you know, if we can, you know, spread it out to all the company and spread it out to the surrounding countries and spread it out to, yeah, that could be nice, right? Uh, yeah. I could really see that we can make a lot of difference now that we are big, uh, part of a bigger group because we, we have the possibilities to actually spread our knowledge, to use our knowledge in, in so many directions. Um, and I would really love that. So, yeah. So if I have a goal, it should, yeah, it, it could be that because that's, yeah, that could be really exciting to, 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 yeah, to get out in the world with it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Have like a, a big impact, I guess. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But right now I'm still down here <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> I'm working my way out. <laughs> yeah. Um, so how does working with uh, sustainability, how does it make you feel about your workplace? Well, it, it makes me feel that there's actually a purpose uh, and a meaning. It's, it's so meaningful. Uh, I have always, always worked with uh, the, the to, you know, it, my, my work has to make sense. It has to have a, a deeper meaning. Uh, if it doesn't, I'll, I'll change my workplace because it, it has to, all my values as my personal values, it has to be shown in my, my, my work as well. Um, and it has been like that uh, ever since I started as a, as a teacher, uh, <laughs> way, way back. Um, and especially when I was a, a, the, the vice principal at the school, I had to, you know, always try to connect the values we have and, and what are our actually actions and, mm -hmm. And they have to meet, and they have to uh, to 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 make sense and give a deeper meaning and deeper purpose with the with the work. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that that really does make sense. Like wanting to have a purpose with your with your work. Yeah, um, that's really cool. Um, do you have a specific? Uh... Uh, development goal that you personally identify with and matters to you a lot? Well, education <laughs> is, uh, of course, a, a big part. Um, yeah, it's always been been something I've been working on to, to get the, the, the best education to, to everyone. And actually, right now, uh, I've been I've been using using a lot of my energy on, on, on health as well. Um, mm -hmm both here uh, in the employee for the employees but uh, for the for the different NGOs as well uh, so we can yeah of course this this time uh, it, yeah it, it does have a big impact this pandemic on everything we do right yeah of course, of yeah course. I think it's really cool that you're still working very hard to implement all these things um, that's really admirable <laughs> <laughs> thanks.